Hey, Revelation Wellness friends, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Have we got an episode for you today? Today, we are going to be joined by our friend, Jennifer Taylor Wagner, one of our very favorite guests around here. And Jennifer is back with us today for one of the best conversations we have had on the subject of intuitive eating. Today, Jennifer and Elisa are going to start to unpack a way of approaching food that is not rooted in fear, but is all about learning to eat from a place of love. Jennifer is a wise and hopeful voice that shares her own story of wrestling with her body and what learning to live in real food freedom looks like. And if intuitive eating is a topic that you're interested in exploring more, then we have something special for you. We are kicking off signups for our New Year's program, Food is not the boss of me next week. If you're ready to dive deeper into the topic of intuitive eating and discovering what God says about food and your body, then we are the people to take this journey with you. And can I let you in on a secret that diet culture does not want you to know? It's never about counting calories or a plan or what the scale says. It's always about the freedom and Jesus has more freedom for all of us. Registration for this program opens December 13th. The link to learn more about it and register is in the show notes. You can swipe up to learn more and get registered starting December 13th. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Jennifer and Elisa and we will see you soon in all the places. Peace. All right, Revelation Wellness Podcast. I'm excited. I'm a little overexcited because I have not done an interview, Jennifer, in like a long time, maybe 14, 16 weeks. You're the first. Yes, you're sabbatical. I'm How back, girl. I'm so Yay. excited. Yes, I said I got about 10 to 20 years younger. Nice. Even though my eyes did not, <laughs> I still need, <laughs> still need my reading glasses, but I am so excited. You all, you know, Jennifer, she is a friend of the house. She has been here before the author of your good body. Such a good title. So, don't you love that title of your book? I, I do love it. I absolutely love it. It's like an anthem over you for sure. Forever. hundred percent, hundred percent. Like yeah. my mantra is my body, body is, good is good as is like, that is it. For right. Me. If ever yeah. you get, you know, a little t- carried away and in, in, to and fro drifting into the yep. sea of worldly things, yep. that book, you wrote that book. Bring you right <laughs> back. Yep. Right <laughs> I'll talk, I'll joke with my husband if I have like a, a struggle in it, you know, cause we all do, we're still climbing out of a lot of things from a long time and He'll be like, I mean, Jennifer, you really literally wrote the book on the subject. So go read your book. <laughs> go read your book and then we'll talk. Right. I love it. So Jennifer is the author of a book. Also the, uh, an author, what is an author? What do you say what you are for a podcast creator yeah, of your good body maybe. podcast, yeah. podcast yeah. host. Again, I'm a little rusty. You're going to have to fill in the blanks. All good. Me. I'm glad I can be here for that. <laughs> and you guys can follow her on Instagram. She also has an intuitive eating course, right? It's like a 10 week course that you, you, I saw you did that maybe a year ago. Maybe yep. Yep. It's yeah. Some time and I'm revamping it, like totally revamping it in Fantastic. the next several months. So it'll be some time, but it's so, out there floating around. 
So here's the deal. And we, you, you probably heard it in the intro, you guys, we are going to be in the new years doing a 21 day or just kind of the soundbite challenge, uh, called food is not the boss of me. And it's going to just get, it's going to whet your appetite, get some groundwork for you to understand intuitive eating. And Jennifer is going to take us a little bit deeper into it today. Maybe unearth some things so that you have a better understanding of what would it mean? What is, why, what does it look like? What kind of obstacles might you come against, right? We're just going to pull out the strategy a little bit so that you don't feel blindsided when, oh, this is harder than I thought, or is this working or all the doubts that come in when you learn to trust your body, I guess is, is the end goal. So Jennifer, before we jump in, tell, uh, tell our listeners in case they didn't hear your first podcast, a little bit about yourself with your story, how you got to be where you are today. Thank you. I, um, my story's long, so I'll give you just the condensed version, but I always say that I I've wrestled in my body journey from the time I was a little girl. And so I definitely walked through all of my formative years from the time I was in kindergarten and all the way through high school in a body that's was larger than the majority of the bodies around me. And because mm. of that, I was constantly hearing the words in many different uh, ways that my body was just too large. I was taking up too much space. And mm. so by the time I graduated high school, broken inside and out at 336 pounds, just completely broken from walking through so much trauma, big T and little T, mm -hmm. um, I really had reduced myself to the size of my body, my worth, my value. Mm. I just reduced it all down to the size of my body. And then eventually I, I lost all this weight, like 150 plus pounds. I yeah. went on this long, slow journey and lost all this weight. But the crazy thing about my story is that after I did that keyword after yeah. I lost all of that weight, I found myself staring in the mirror and completely <sighs> critical of my body still yep. like more critical of my body than I'd ever been. Wow. Um, and so, but the problem was that I was still tying my worth and value to my body and all I could see were the things that were wrong. And so I yeah. had to really flip the script on the inner narrative to learn to see my body in a positive light, to see that it's good, to appreciate my body, to try softer, as our friend Andy says, mm -hmm. um, I really had to rewrite that narrative and completely change everything I thought I knew about fitness and wellness and um, yeah. body standards just completely on its head. And that's yeah. where I find myself today. And so today, what does your relationship with food look like? Let's do food since we're kind of focusing on the whole food thing because the, the body definitely, we got to go through that whole, like how I see myself, but we can change that as we, you know, kind of renew the mind and renew our paradigm. It's a process, but yeah. food is something we eat. Food is something like we're constantly surrounded by. It's, it's socially acceptable to have the food accessible and all the things. So what's your relationship with food look like today? Well, what I've realized is that when it comes to our bodies and our wellness and fitness and our relationship with food and all things that concern our bodies, everything is interconnected. So mm -hmm. for the, if you think about it, for the longest time, I was ignoring the inner work. I was doing only the outer work mm -hmm. to make my body fit a mold. Mm -hmm. And what happened? I ended up in a deficit, right? I lost all the weight, but I still was in turmoil. I'm talking complete turmoil on the inside. And what I've learned as far as my relationship with food is that me having a free relationship 
and still caring about wellness and feeling great and all of those things that affects that inner dialogue that inner that mentality about how i see my body so my mindset around food nowadays is i still really care about wellness <laughs> you know i still yeah. want to nourish my body yeah. i have over the years just adopted so many changes that allow me to care for my body and steward yeah. my body well but it's yeah. not you know weight loss is not leading the way yeah right sense. It's yeah. that I want to be healthy. I want to feel yeah. well, but I, but not with self-loathing leading the way, not with a diet leading the way. Um, it's much more free now and it's, it's become pretty easy and effortless to make those decisions about what to eat and what exercise to do and all my movement and water mm -hmm. and all those things um, mm -hmm. in the moment, in the spur of the moment, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's just become such a just a free, a free relationship with food, with movement, with my body, with everything. When did you stumble across, um, we have a book that we, uh, it's like the, the Bible book, I guess you would say of intuitive eating, right? It's right. called intuitive eating. Um, it's written by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Reisk. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Resch. I think it's Resch. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. When did that book even come out? That's I, it's been a while. I mean, yeah, I have it here in front of me too. <laughs> it I'm is looking at it to see if while. it, this is the fourth edition. I have a fourth edition copy, so I can't even imagine. But that being said, this, the book itself, really the premise is, and it, it is a baseline of what we're doing here in our, our new year challenge and clearly what you're working on in your 10 week program. It is about my, from my language, I'd say it's about learning to trust what your body needs and wants and be it in a relationship with food where it's not based on fear or yes. critical judgment of the food we eat. Um, that's so, that's so spot on. It is becoming the expert of your own body because wow, there's, there's food freedom, there's intuitive eating and an effortless, um, approach that it becomes effortless. And then there's like the dieting mentality, which we're all very familiar with. Yeah. When we're in this dieting mentality and we're following a, yeah. a rigid plan and a set of restrictions, and there's lots of rules and we're putting off our hunger until we absolutely have to eat. And then we feel out of control around food and, oh my goodness, does this fit my calories? Does this fit my macros? Does this, <laughs> God, it's I'm just exhausted. so it's exhausting just to think about right yeah and when we've got that mentality and what we we lose touch with our own intuition to make those decisions in the spur of the moment so if i'm in this dieting mentality and i'm hungry right now and i walk into my kitchen and i'm in the dieting mentality i'm i'm going right back to those questions that just exhausted us was did i work out enough to eat this you yeah know, is it okay is it's not what's good what's bad that's a dieting mentality when we move yeah. toward food freedom the the questions look very, very different. And so I'm walking into the kitchen and I'm going, hmm, what sounds really good to me? Yeah. What will energize me for yeah. the things that I have to do for the rest of today? Yeah. Um, what sits well on my stomach? Those are the kinds of questions that we're asking ourselves and we're not tied down to these yeah. rules. And, and we develop this attunement with our bodies to okay. where our bodies can send us information and cues and signals for what they need. And then we can not only hear them now, but yeah. we can now also respond to them accordingly. Now yeah. our bodies are sending us cues and signals for what they need. And we're building that 
trust and our bodies are like, okay, I know that she's going to give me what I need mm. to feel well and to thrive and to live. So they'll keep on sending us these, these messages and these signals. Then we listen, we hear the signal, we care for our body by responding to what we need in that moment. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes very easy to just make these decisions uh, just off the cuff. So it's Man. much more free than okay, I'm just, I'm not going to eat, you know, past seven o'clock. I don't care if I'm starving. I don't care if my yeah. stomach is eating itself. I will not eat. You know, it's these, these rules and restrictions that really keep us bound and they keep us from becoming the, the expert of our own body. Yeah. You know, these bodies are like super yeah. amazing. They're yeah. really intelligent. And yeah. I mean, they, they do a lot to keep us alive and carry yeah. us through life every day. And so letting that lead the way and letting that freedom lead the way we can still nourish, we can still feel our best, but we can do so from a freedom mentality rather than a restriction and restricted mentality. So good. Don't you think one of the things I think that's lovely that we're seeing, and it helps pave the way for us to begin to trust our bodies I'm going to back it up first. When people say, I don't trust, I hear you say, trust my body. I don't trust my body. I right. You understand. Right. I don't trust. I don't even know where to begin with that. That makes me anxious to think about trusting my body, but here's what I would back up and go. Okay. That's valid. I want to encourage anyone who's thinking that right now. That is totally, totally valid. valid. We yep. can't just tell you to have trust and you're going to have trust. I don't feel trust for my body. I've tried it before. It doesn't work or whatever it might be. But I think if we pull out a little bit more, what we're seeing now is a culture that is starting to throw off the shackles of what a body mm -hmm. should look like Come because on. you've related to food based on a output of what the body would look like. So that skewed your ability to even trust your body, what it needs, because you were trying to change it to fit something. So now that the shackles are starting to come off, which we're like, hallelujah, amen, praise the Lord because all bodies are good bodies. I see, we see representation. I was in the mall yesterday. I'm like, wow. Like I'm starting to see all the different size mannequins. It's lovely. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, I'm hungering for it, even more representation and diversity and skin yeah. tone and all the things. So I think the Lord is like, yes, this is yes. beautiful. And we can throw off the shackles, but as Galatians five says, don't let your freedom destroy your freedom. So yes. then there's still more for the people of God, for the people who are not of God, great. You, you're throwing off your shackles, be free, whatever. How are you feeling? Like, is it really good for your body? Are you, is it truly your body or have you now just conformed to a bondage that is in freedom? Right. So that's always yes. a sticky one. Cause people are like, I'm just free. Well, yeah, but there's a freedom that there's even, there's more than the freedom you yeah. can have. Yeah. And I think we can unpack that even a little bit because when we are talking about intuitive eating when we hear mm -hmm. the words intuitive eating and we if we don't know what that is we are looking at these two singular words that we've put together intuitive eating and we're making assumptions about those two words and their meanings and our past experiences of intuition and eating and all of these things and we're just coming up with sort of an idea of what we think intuitive eating is and a lot of times we'll revert to as you just mentioned this okay well i, I don't I, I can't just trust my intuition because that's right and we're thinking intuitive eating is like I'm just going to just throw my hands up and I just don't care. I'm just going to eat whatever in the moment and blah, blah, blah. That's actually not what it is because there's though there's that. And Good. then there's like actual intuitive eating, which is guiding principles that help get, that give you the tools that you actually need, which is what the book is that we just mentioned to yeah. eating, um, that is proven by research and science that will actually help us and give us the tools that we need to be able to, to 
tap into our intuition to hear because here's the thing we were all born intuitive eaters amen we Bang were born zoom. intuitive you think about it to the moon when 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 you're a baby a newborn fresh little baby so you've not had much time to learn anything right mm. and you get hungry what Good. do you do you cry Why? and you signal to your caregiver i need what food i need yeah. nourishment yeah. feed me and then what right. does the caregiver do hopefully they they right. see that you're hungry they don't ask a lot of questions. They just try to get you some food like ASAP because you yeah. are crying and you need food. So the, the so the, your caregiver feeds you. Yep. You as the baby don't really think about it. You just eat it. You enjoy, you eat that food. Yep. And when you've had enough nourishment, you just stop. Pull away. Yeah, and, you're done. And, and that's it. And then what happens? You go about your life. You look mm. around the room or you snuggle mm. with your parent or whatever. You go about mm. your life. And then when you're hungry again, what happens? You just send another signal that's it wow, that is intuitive eating but see what happens is so 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 much along the way we pick up this dieting mentality mm -hmm. this bondage mentality mm -hmm. and Preach. so that takes away our attunement with mm -hmm. our bodies and and it, it and we can all get it we can all get back to that we yeah. have the ability to tune back in that's all it is it's just tuning back in yeah and so when we think okay intuitive eating that sounds lovely but i can't do that likely you may not have the tools quite yet you may not fully understand it if you're just looking at the words intuitive eating and hoping to understand but <laughs> when you begin to understand the actual guiding principles and and how to become more attuned to your body and to hear the cues some of us like can't even hear when we're hungry anymore mm -hmm. can't even like figure mm -hmm. out what to eat when because we're so used to that dieting mentality we don't even know what to eat people say that all the time to me they're like if i just eat whatever i want i have no idea what i want like i just yeah. go by whatever yeah. plan i'm on whatever program whatever i'm allowed yeah. to eat or good or bad and all that but when you can when you can see the full scope yeah and when you can see how these tools and this way of moving forward toward freedom can can change everything it really does it it can yeah. change everything in your in your wellness journey and your body journey and your, your freedom food, your, your mental freedom space like mental everything. space like real estate yes <laughs> because you've got room to just be the body you have and, and and by the way when it comes to body this is another thing too it's gonna change again the yes. minute you think you've landed it like okay let me freeze this moment in time so it's true. going to change again you're gonna get your period and then you're gonna go yep. through menopause and you're gonna have a baby and then your boobs are gonna change like every, <laughs> everything it's just constant you're gonna get older you get wrinkles things start saying yep. we have just got to let go this is why i feel like the people of god are the ones who are set up to be the most intuitive and the word intuitive to me is also just wise. Yeah. You're a wise person. You hear the Holy spirit speak. You are learning and listening and taking in information and, and wisdom is knowledge applied. So you can right. take it information and apply it appropriately. It doesn't, it's lined up with, with freedom to me, the, the wisdom and freedom. So I get super jazzed about it because I think we're the people for this. Everything yeah. about the Bible lines us up to be the most free people with wisdom so true. and to have this unique, beautiful identity in a changing in season, not trying to freeze a moment in time because that's all about loss. Right. And that's right. the other thing we've got to become people 
who can like grieve like, wow, that was a really hard time in my life. I did yeah. turn to food for other things. I did turn to drugs. I did turn to things that yeah. maybe have left a scar on my body, have changed what I see, but I can grieve that and let it go so let that go. something can come that I would never be able to have otherwise, unless I just try to white knuckle this and control it. So, so true. Tell me more about some of the guiding principles around intuitive eating. Okay. So, um, now this is like such a deep dive that I, we would be here all day if I really went into it. But when it comes to intuitive eating, the, again, the whole thing is, um, hearing, our body's cues and signals and then mm -hmm. responding. Mm -hmm. And so one of the literally principle number one, and we won't stay here super long, but literally the very first thing that we that we do with intuitive eating is we reject the dieting mentality. Amen. We say diets have a 97% failure rate. Yeah. Um, two thirds of dieters regain all the weight they lost yep. and then some um, dieting is the number one indicator of weight gain, yes. not weight loss. So we yes. keep going on these diets to lose weight, but the opposite over time is what's actually yeah. happening. Yeah. And so there's research behind that too. Like there's 100%. solid research of they've done the studies of people yes. that continue to do it, then the weight comes up and then more. And it's also biologically connected to the hormones that you're messing with the chemistry of your body and your body's constantly chasing. So then it, it doubles down to try and protect you and keep you safe because it really thinks you're in some type of a famine state exactly. when you live in that control mentality. Exactly. So we get that understanding that, okay, ooh, I've been doing this dieting, going yeah. on and off of diets for a really long time. That's not working. So number one, not going to do that. Not going to do that anymore. That's not right. the answer. When I look in the mirror and don't, I'm not satisfied, not going to do that. And then we start to, that's when we really start to get into the, like the meat of, of what to do. And one of the, one of the very next things is to begin to notice and honor our hunger and then eat right away. So yeah. when people are like, I, if I just give myself permission to eat, like I'll just eat everything. The reason is because you've been in this like scarcity mindset for so long where you're saying, well, I won't even have ice cream in the house because if I eat it, I'll, mm -hmm. if I have it in there, I'll, I'll be out of control um, or things like that. But when we, when we begin to build this trust with our bodies and we understand, okay, every time I'm hungry at the first, at the first feeling of physical hunger, I'm going to eat. I'm going mm -hmm. to eat. Now there's a whole mm -hmm. slew of things that we do after that. But the first thing is very simple. We just go ahead and eat. So we, yep. we honor our hunger. We go ahead and we eat at the first biological sign of hunger. Mm -hmm. um, another one of the principles, I'm just going to kind of just give you a few yeah. here because there's so many. Another one is to eat what you actually want. What do you, act what actually, what do you like? Like if you don't, if you don't actually like salads, you don't have to eat a salad every day for lunch. Yeah. There are so, there's like so much food that the Lord has provided for us <laughs> that we can find something else that will nourish our body that we actually Amen. like. And so it doesn't have to be this good or bad or like everything that's a vegetable is is deemed good and everything that's not is deemed bad. Like it's not like that. We're going to give ourselves permission to eat and we're going to learn how to nourish our bodies when we are not restricted. And that is where, you know, our brains go crazy and we start to panic because we're like, oh, like I, good foods, bad foods got to be on track. But when we develop this trust with ourselves, we then are giving ourselves permission to eat and to eat a wide variety of foods. It doesn't mean that we will end up 
you know, always reaching for, for cookies all day, every day, because we've got permission to eat cookies. It's really not like that. When we get further along, we see about nourishing our bodies with foods that make us feel well, mm -hmm. but we give ourselves permission to eat. We honor our hunger. We give ourselves permission to eat what we actually want. Um, and then one of the things that people are concerned that people have is, well, I don't know when to stop. How much do I eat? Cause think about it when mm -hmm. you are on a diet. Yeah. You have like, serving size up of this and one serving of this count and, yeah like points you, you, points oh I gosh know. forgive us forgive oh, us forgive us our lord. sins lord <laughs> oh if i had a dollar for every point that i've ever counted i mean i feel like i would be very wealthy at this point <laughs> um but yeah so it's it's getting in that headspace and then yeah one of the things that people are concerned about is they're like i won't know when to stop i won't know how much yeah. to eat yeah. And so then what we do is we, we learn to notice our fullness, to feel our fullness. We may not even be used to feeling it because we're not yeah. thinking about it. We're just thinking about either we go way past the point of comfortable mm -hmm. fullness and we feel miserable mm -hmm. or we're not, we're not, we're just not thinking about it. We're following whatever the diet is. So it's learning to feel that fullness. What does it actually feel like in your body mm -hmm. and noticing it? And one of the things that I will just tell you right now, this is just a bonus, um, is the pause. Yeah. And this is talked about in the book, which is when you are eating a meal so that you can avoid that really awful feeling of eating past being comfortably full while you're eating your meal somewhere in the middle, you take a pause. Yeah, you might good. sit back in your chair, you might yeah. push your plate away just a little bit. And when you're when you're in this moment, it's not a chance for you to try to convince yourself to stop eating. It's not that good. it is a chance for you to check in with yourself. There you go. How hungry am I still? Am mm -hmm. I still hungry? Mm -hmm. And is this food still tasting good? Mm -hmm. You know, um, is the, am I getting to where am I'm, I distracted? Am I am distracted? I, yeah. Am I scrolling my phone and just putting food in my mouth and not even really con connected to this? Thinking moment. about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just a check-in and you'll notice when you sort of get in the habit of this little check-in, you'll be like, oh, I either, no, mm -hmm. I'm still hungry. And you just go ahead. Okay. If you are still hungry, go ahead and eat the rest. This is not to convince yourself to stop eating. Cause what happens then you're right back to restrictive behaviors. You're trying mm -hmm. to get yourself to just not eat, not eat. But one of the things about restriction is restriction leads to overconsumption. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the, that's one of the principles. If we're going back to that, yep. um, is that when we restrict ourselves, yep. we are setting ourselves up to go in the opposite direction later on. Yeah. So if we say, let's say um, we are going out to eat tonight with yeah. our family and we know we're going out to eat. So to, all day today, I'm going to, I'm going to put in air quotes, be good. Yeah. I'm going to eat as little as I can mm -hmm. so that I don't, so that it's fine if I just eat whatever I want at dinner tonight. tonight. Yeah. What happens though, when you go to dinner and sit down and, and the food comes out and it's amazing and delicious, just like you expected it to be. Mm -hmm. What happens then when you are ravenously hungry because you've restricted your intake all day long, mm -hmm. what's going to happen nine times out of 10, you're going to over consume mm -hmm. because your body is like trying to make up for that, yeah. that hunger and what yeah. that nourishment that it needed all day long. Whereas if we were to nourish our body all through the day, all mm -hmm. through the day, 
We're not, we're not restricting. We're not going to just try and starve ourselves all day long. We're nourishing our body all through the day, yeah. paying attention then, to our hunger cues throughout the day. Exactly. Then when we sit down for dinner, we can breathe. We can enjoy the people that we're with. We can have conversations, hear the freedom there. Then we can still enjoy that same meal that we planned on, that we want in the moment or whatever. Mm -hmm. Still enjoying that amazing meal, but we're not ravenously hungry. Mm -hmm. So then the decision-making in that moment is easy. It's Mm -hmm. sweatless. It's it's effortless. Mm -hmm. You're just eating, you're tasting your food, you're eating what you actually want, you're checking in with yourself, you're breathing for a second to chat with the people that you're with, and then you're easily able to feel your fullness. Mm -hmm. So then you can decide, okay, I'm all done, I've had enough, I can put it in a box or whatever I wanna do. And then the beauty, the part that I love almost the most is that Mm -hmm. when you're done and you get up from the table and you leave the restaurant, you don't feel miserable. Amen. Whereas that first scenario, you probably oh. feel absolutely miserable by the time you leave the restaurant because yep. you had you didn't have control over yourself yeah. because who would when you've restricted? So restricting in that way leads to overconsumption. So when we come back from vacation, let's say, and we think I'm going to just be good. I'm going to go hardcore on my diet tomorrow. When we mm-hmm. do something mm-hmm. like that, we're not realizing we're actually mm-hmm. setting ourselves up for the opposite of what we're wanting to happen. We're, mm-hmm. we're setting ourselves up for that to happen. So it's this, this whole thing. <laughs> it's so good. This whole thing is just reminding me of, um, in like Exodus 13, always back to when God provides manna, eat just enough. Don't, if you try to hoard, take more than you need, or which is that mm. really is like restricting yeah. is the opposite of taking more than you need. It's that I've got more over here. So I'm going to pull back here. God's like, that's going to spoil, whether it spoils the food spoils, it'll spoil you. It's not good for you. Just take what you need throughout the day. Take what you need throughout the day. And then when you get to that meal at night, it's the the beautiful meal, the celebration, take what you need. Then don't restrict, don't pull into this scarcity or I'm not going to have enough, or I might lose it. I, I, you know, I want to make room for later today. No, he's the God of right now. He's yes. the living bread. Like take the bread now, eat now, be present with me now. Don't try to yeah. push me off until we're going to have a great time later tonight Like do right. in our minds and food. I also want right. to say, let's, I want to back up a little bit because sure. we're, I feel like as we're kind of launching the, the, you know, spacecraft of like, okay, we're going to move into this food freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone begins to like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to eat what I want correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm under the understanding. And this is a lot of reasons why people go, I don't want to do it. Yep. Is it possible that they gain weight at the beginning because they're finally letting their body, they're, they're eating, they're letting themselves have, you know, feed that hunger. And again, because their leptin has been depressed. Now the right. hunger that comes back at a higher or it's more depressed. So you almost have to eat more to feel satisfied in a way like there's, is it not like at the beginning, there can be this it's not working out. The equation isn't working out the way I thought until you push through that like stratosphere until you can get into, okay, I'm, I'm actually trusting my hunger cues now more. I'm, I'm more in touch. And then we start to see the results in terms of yes. the weight substantiating. I'm so glad you asked that because I would say that is like the most common, um, what, what is it called? Reservation yeah. for most people yeah. and will hold them back. 
So when we make any changes in this way, yes, our bodies can fluctuate. I mean, our bodies are are designed to fluctuate, just as you talked about at the beginning yeah. of this um, episode, that our bodies will change. Our bodies will change whether we want them to or not. They will Amen. do that. And so that is part of it is that your body may fluctuate you may gain a little, you may lose a little, you may stay exactly the same. There are stages that you go through when you are learning how to become an intuitive eater, like actual mm -hmm. stages. Mm -hmm. In the first couple of stages, you're still figuring things out. Remember, you are undoing years and years and years of diets that you mm -hmm. have learned over the years. So you are making massive strides. It does, it's not all going to be perfectly put together. It's, there's going to be some trial and I don't want to say error because all of those things are learning opportunities and information right. that you can use going forward. That's right. But um, as you're going through those first couple of stages, yeah, you may not fully understand or feel comfortable with um, giving yourself permission to eat ice cream and then knowing when you've had enough and when you can stop. Like you may not, you may not really be able to tap into that from the very beginning, but as you do, as you learn, and as you, yeah. you use those moments as information going forward, that it's not going to be the same way that you feel all for the rest of your intuitive eating journey. In other words, in the beginning, people are like, oh, well, if I give myself permission to eat pizza, mm. I'm only going to ever want pizza. Mm. Now, in the beginning, you, um, you may have a stretch of time where you're like, oh, well, of course, if I can have it, I want it. I can have, if I can have it, I want it. But when you lean in, that's right. You'll, your body will learn what it means to be able to have that pizza and not like go crazy with it. Yeah. You're going right. to, you're, when you follow the principles, you're going to get to the place where you don't, you don't feel out of control around the foods that you love and then everything will even out. So that's kind of a long answer to your question, <laughs> but no, it's, it's fair. It means yeah, our it, bodies, our bodies will will likely fluctuate in some way or might yeah. fluctuate in yeah. some way. Um, but it's really just a matter of tuning in because what happens is as you are learning this and as you're like mm. crafting your skill of becoming an intuitive eater, if we yeah. want to maybe word it that way, yeah. the decisions around nourishing your body become easier. It, be it becomes over time easier to make decisions that are actually nourishing you because while we are learning that there's no classification of good food versus bad mm -hmm. food there's no morality attached to foods but there is a nutritional density yes. attached to food that's right and so as you're becoming free mm -hmm. you are more able to mm -hmm. look at the nutritional density and mm -hmm find which one might energize you better. Yeah. The energy off too, of like, how yeah. do I feel after I eat this? Yes. What's exactly. the payoff? And, yeah. and even, even on the flip side, like you will more readily notice the actual feeling like you're not going to, you're no longer going to numb out to the feeling that you have mm -hmm. after you have had an enormous amount of ice cream that was not, it was just way more than your body needed in that moment. Like that feeling doesn't feel good. And when you're tuning in and you're not judging yourself for that ice cream, that's right. You're that's using right. that as information going forward. So that mm -hmm. the next time that you have ice cream, you pull from that information and you say, 
I want to live a free life in which I can enjoy ice cream night with my family if I want to, when I want Mm -hmm. to. I don't like that feeling that I had last time of Mm -hmm. feeling uncomfortably full. Here's how I'm going to make the decision a little bit differently this time. And so you're using that information going forward and it becomes easier and easier and easier. Like I used to wrestle with pizza night with my family. I would just, I would just wrestle with it. Like I was terrified and you know that, you know, I eat, eat some pizza. And then I'm like going back and forth. Should I have one more, one more slice? Should I not? Should I have more slice? Should I not? And I'm like in inner turmoil. I'm feeling guilty for even having the pizza in the first place. And then it's like, I didn't even enjoy pizza night. <laughs> whereas oh, now, gosh, the truth. Right. And so, whereas yeah. now it's like, oh, it's pizza night. Yeah. We can do pizza tonight, guys. It is like, there is no wrestling and it's very easy for me to just enjoy some pizza. I might put some peppers with it if I want to add some nutrition to my meal or whatever, yeah. um, or a, a salad or something. Salad, yeah. but it's, it's, I no longer am like, should I have another slice? Should I not? So should good. I have another? And I don't feel miserable because I didn't feel out of, I never feel out of control on pizza night. You know, Everyone, so that's just an example, but this is huge. I feel like it just comes back to because there are a lot of, you know, principles and guidelines and the, the yeah. tentacles out, it tentacles out because it's going to, some of these things will feel more real for other people, but the big dang thing it comes back to, I have made up my mind. I am not going to go on a diet yes. anymore. Yes. I am not putting these constraints and restrictions on myself, they do not work because so, so once you can make that resolution, like once you've resolved that and then you, Hey, okay, now I can, I'm going to listen to my cues, eat when I'm hungry and eat what I want. Then you just begin that curious journey. And back to diets are totally based on judgment, by the way, you cannot do this, trusting your body and have judgment. You just cannot. It will throw you right back into a shame spiral. I should hurry up and get back on a diet. But if you just go, nope, that is all about judgment. Dieting is all about judgment because you're judging your body that it's not something it needs to be. So I need to go on a diet, right? It's just so crazy wicked. (laughs) So once that's gone, then you begin to go, okay, I'm going to go a new frontier, go try food. I'm going to have pizza, whatever I'm going to do. It all becomes exploratory curiosity. And then let's say you do start to, Oh, I've gained five pounds or whatever. Cause it's going to trigger, it's going to hit, right. It takes, a, it took 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel, Israel, like it didn't happen right. overnight. But if you've already made up your mind, I can't go back. I can't go back to eat. I already, Nope, I'm not doing it. So keep going forward. Keep trying again, keep trying. Okay. Now I'm going to try this thing that I, yeah. I would feel like I want That's right okay. now. I'm hungry. I may want this, but it does come back also to staying present in the moment. I can't plug out. This is something that you're training and staying aware of. I, I, once you just make up your mind, it's just the Bible's filled with these things of to set your mind, set your mind, think of these things, put your mind on this and you will walk into, to freedom. Anyways, I just wanted to get back to that. Cause I'm like, I think you can't pass go. If you cannot make that resolve on step one, yeah. then you will just, as soon as three pounds come on, you're like, I'm going back to dieting, right? Yeah. You just yeah. run right back to Egypt. Yeah. Oh, keep, that's so, keep telling so me about, keep telling about anything else. Like, I know we can't like cover all those principles, but you've hit the big ones of no dieting that you're going to trust your cues. You're going to eat what you want and pay yeah. attention to how you feel and kind of check in with yourself. Is there something yeah. else that you would say as you get the rocket ship going? 
Yeah, I would just I would just go back to exactly what you were just talking about because you've got to understand that it is a journey. Yeah. And so just like everything else, it's not just we're gonna flip a switch and we're gonna know mm. what to do. We've mm. got to go back to okay, how do I do this? How do I tune in? And now that you know. I like to say the truth about dieting <laughs> that we don't typically know. Now that we know that we, we still might have days where, you know, like bad body image days. Yeah. Or we you put on your may, pants and they're too tight and they're too tight mm. or we're, you know, somebody says something and it just, Oh, it just somehow just scratches a, a mm. scar on our heart. And it's just, Oh, I need to go back on this. I need to go back to, what I used to do or what I think will work or whatever. And when you really, when you can just make a commitment, I am going to be fully free. Yes. That is where it's, it's in every area. It's yeah. in every area. My, my, so my good. commitment to freedom, it just encompasses every area of my That's right. body journey. It, it encompasses how I see myself in the mirror. It encompasses my relationship with food. It encompasses my, my relationship with movement, all of it. And I am so committed to being completely free. And because of that, when I need to recalibrate, yeah. I don't go back to diet culture and the things that, you know, bondage. I was just like lost in and bondage. Yeah. I think it's fascinating too, because this is such a a mentality of your mind in relationship to your body. So it is a mind that mind body connection. What I'm yeah. thinking about my body will reflect or carry, but also as you work these things out in terms of, I'm going to be free. Man, I just think again, people, if you're listening to this, you're set up, God really wants to set you free here. And then it won't only make you free in relationship to your food and your body, but with people, because yeah. you will have learned to have been less harsh on yourself you aren't judgmental of yourself. You're kinder towards yourself. You have more real estate and mental space available. Now, when people come and potentially would maybe trigger you, or you've got no space for them because you're so consumed with the control issue or the thing that's wrong with you, then everything is wrong with everyone else. Instead right. of the permissibility, the journey that you're on, the walking with the Lord, the patience, the kindness, it's slow, it's steady. And again, our bodies just are going to change. We're constantly yeah. trying to perfect them and freeze them in time. Yeah. And it, it, it's a, it's a lie. It's the bait of the enemy to keep you in bondage. Yeah. But as you yeah. get free with this relationship with it's so integral. And, and I love to, for us, Jen, but know how much you love Jesus, mm -hmm. but it, it transcends. It's not just, yeah. you know, intuitive eating is for everyone. Everyone can have this freedom, yeah. but when you've got this and it's because you see God as the freedom maker, the one who makes way for you to be free and then has more promises, more availability for you. Now that you've stopped obsessing yeah. over something that really yeah. is idle. Yeah. Now you get more of him and your life expands, your relationships get healthier. I just hope today, as you listen to us talk, you get excited Yeah, that people are like, oh, we prayed before this happened, this podcast, that it would stir you like the spirits, like yeah. grabbing you to go follow this, follow me into this unknown. Yeah. Like getting in a spaceship, you're getting launched into the outer space, mm -hmm. you're going to freak out when that thing rattles and feels like it's going to break up. And maybe you've gained five pounds, whatever, whatever it might be. Like, this isn't going in the right direction. You hang on because he's faithful. Yeah. He said it, he'll do it. And freedom is yours. Yeah.
Jen, what else do you want people to know in closing? Is there anything like, you're like, this is what I really want to say to them. What do you want to grab? I just, the words that as you were talking, and I actually say them all the time to all my people is freedom awaits. Amen. Like freedom is right there. And yeah, it is just, sometimes it is just one step in front of the next in front of the, yeah. like one foot in front of the other, but just set your, set your gaze yep. on that, on freedom in yeah. every way. Yeah. And, and I, and it's kind of like the woman with the issue of blood, mm. how she made her way to Jesus mm. and Jesus was in this crowded, what mm. village or something. And, and he wasn't really, he was just on a mission. And this woman had wrestled with this issue, as we many of us know the story, for 12 years, mm -hmm. the woman with the issue of blood. Now, her story was told in the Bible three different times mm -hmm. in Matthew and Mark and in Luke. And in none of those times was her name mm -hmm. mentioned. She was referenced by her issue, mm -hmm. the woman with the issue, right? Mm -hmm. So this woman had an issue of hemorrhaging. And what mm -hmm. we don't often understand with a, with hemorrhaging is a lot of times internal bleeding. So not necessarily that anyone can see. She's wrestling with this issue mm -hmm. for 12 entire years that mm -hmm. no one can even necessarily see. But she never forgets about the issue that she is wrestling with for mm -hmm. 12 entire mm -hmm. years. Her body is weak. Her blood pressure might go down here and there. And she's she's got this inner turmoil because she's like, how am I going to fix this? The Bible says mm -hmm. she went to every single doctor. Yeah, she all, a lot of money yeah all the money she had and no one was able to help her with her issue mm -hmm. until finally she gets this gumption to make her way to jesus mm -hmm. and she makes her way she pushes forward through the crowd and she touches just the hem of his garment as we know and immediately jesus feels power discharging from him this woman is healed and she's whole and that's what we want. We want to be whole, completely, mind, body, spirit, all of it. We want to be free. We want to be whole. But it takes daring to trust in Jesus and daring to take this issue that we've wrestled with for a really long time, taking it to the Lord and allowing him to mold it and make it make it be what he wants it to be because he's got us <laughs> where he's leading us he's guiding us he's working the bible says he's working within us deeply and gently his spirit within us so he's not pushing us around he's not being rough with us with the utmost care and gentleness he's working this out within us and so mm -hmm. i would just say let him amen let him. Set your, set your gaze on freedom, on Jesus, and allow yourself to learn, to grow, to get some tools, some guidance, of course, <laughs> hallelujah for those things, yeah. but set your gaze on the Lord and on this freedom that he has for us with open yeah. arms. Yeah. And that way, when we find ourselves in this moment of tension where it's like, oh, it's not what I want it to be right now. And yeah. that way we know where to go back to. Yeah. We don't go back to what was, we turn back to where we're headed and that's what Good. we revert to i just heard the lord say as you were talking about the story of the blind woman like she comes and she quietly makes her way like she just like she doesn't want to stir she probably already has enough self-conscious shame and all the things so yeah. in contrast like blind bartimaeus crying out jesus have mercy on me right like he cries yeah. out yeah. 
And Jesus comes to him, but she's like, I'm just going to try and get, if I just touch his hem. And I heard the Lord say to me, if you let me know you're coming and that you have need, you won't get just my hand. You'll my, you won't get just the hem. You'll get my hand. Mm. Like blind Bartimaeus got the hand of Jesus. Now Jesus knew the girl was coming, but she didn't let it be known. Let it be known. I'm coming. I'm done with this. I'm not doing this anymore. It is taking up too much time, money, mental real estate. It is a lie from the pit of hell that has prevailed over, especially women and men for the last 40 years. I feel like Jennifer, this is for the time for which I was born. I was born in 1971, 1985. I'm in a leotard, pink leotard in an aerobics class. And it was starting to happen where we could realize, oh, our bodies, this thing we can do with it. It felt powerful, but then it quickly turned into this diet, fitness, this culture of obsess and control. And what can we do with our bodies? Who care? It's over. Like those days are over y'all. You heard me say it in one of our promos. That is so 1984. We're over that. Let him know you're coming to freedom because he wants captives free and not just to be free so that you're like, Oh, my body feels great. Look at me. I I feel great. That you would worship him, that you would have a testimony that it's what you're going to do in eternity is worship him with all of who you are. And you will be completely satisfied to do that. You won't be bound by a scale. There won't be scales on your eyes. You will see fully right now. We see in part. So get free, start getting, um, this is all practice here on earth for what we will do in heaven. Be free. All right. Well, we could talk forever. I should, (laughs) we could honestly, my, you can just be a co-host with me. Let's just co-host. let's do it. I'm I'm completely game. You're coming on my podcast next week, so oh, okay. Well, so, <laughs> so we'll talk some that. more then. Go, guys. You guys, be sure you're following Jennifer for sure. Good Body Podcast. Go subscribe and follow all the things that she is doing through her website. It's jenniferwagner.com. What is it's it? It's jennifertaylorwagner.com. jennifertaylorwagner.com. Um, yeah, we're just, listen, it, a high tide makes many boats rise. Yes, we've Amen. got this challenge coming in the new year. There's no lack. Jen's going to speak to people. We're all coming together. We want people free. So check out more with Jen. and maybe you'll, you know, be in the food is not the boss of me. If you want to join that, swipe up. We've got stuff in the, in the show notes, but this is all a ongoing conversation about worshiping God and being free. So let's Amen. keep doing it. Okay. Amen. We have to ask the questions before you go. You probably oh, said yes. it before, but I like the update. Yeah. Uh, coffee, tea, kombucha. What's your go-to? Oh, coffee. I'm just still coffee the- through and through. <laughs> what the- you switch. But okay. I, I drink oat milk in it. I mean, so there's that. that. <laughs> have you found your a new favorite uh, line of athletic clothes or workout clothes that you've fallen in love I with? I need or- to get adventurous. I have the same answer. It's still Lululemon. Still Lulu. It's, it's hard. Once you have something, you have something. It, because works. they last so long. So I'm they just do. still wearing the ones that I had Good. so long ago. That's right. Quality for sure. <laughs> right. And then uh, what's your favorite way to move your body right now? Which into? Just walking. I mean, that's just, I mean, I move in all different ways, but walking, there is, is your something. Go-to. It is my oh, go-to is. daily, every single day. I just have to be outside walking. And will you do it. that? Where do you live? I live in Virginia. So it's going to so get cold. It's going to get cold. So I need to figure out what to wear to have a vigorous walk <laughs> yes. or, or a soft walk sometimes, yes. uh, but stay warm because I, what I get do cold you wear? Ways. I don't know. I, 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 I have a one pair of fleece lined, fleece lined leggings. 
I don't know. If anyone has suggestions, just find yeah. me and flag Fine. me. Go, go and tell say, her on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, for, I, I cannot help you. I live in Arizona and we, I'm still cold, but God bless all of you who live anywhere where there's white stuff on the ground. Blessings. Yeah. All right. We love you, Jen. Thank you for we hanging out all. and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Friends, we hope this episode blessed you. And if you love it as much as we did, would you share it with a friend? And be sure to swipe up on the show notes. You will find all the links mentioned in the episode. Let's keep the conversation going. You can leave us an audio message and tell us how this episode sparked something in your heart. We would love to hear from you and hear what you think. Thank you for being here and be sure to connect with us soon in all the places. Peace.